0: Turn to God's Word and read as we turn to Matthew's Gospel and chapter seven. Matthew chapter seven that's on page nine seventy one in the Church Bible. Matthew chapter 7, we have two short readings this evening. Firstly, we turn to verse 7 of chapter 7, and we read through to verse 12. This is Jesus during the Sermon on the Mount. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks the door will be opened. Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will give him a snake? If you then though you are evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him so in everything do to others what you would have them do to you for this sums up the law and prophets and then turning back Chapter 6 to the Lord's Prayer. We read from verse 9 to verse 13. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one amen we'll be returning to that passage later in the service before we do I ask that you turn back in your bibles To the passage that we just read from Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, the Lord's Prayer. And in your evening services once a month for the last while, you have been getting to grips with prayer, and we continue that this evening as we come to Luke at verse 11 give us today our daily bread this passage really is wonderful when you think about it here we have the most prayerful man of all time and he's giving us a seminar or a lesson in how to pray and Just to remind ourselves of what has gone before. The first half of the prayer. Jesus shows us that when we pray. Our primary concern is to be God's glory. God's name. God's kingdom. God's will. Are to be our focus. But now we reach verse 11. And I'm sure as we read through this passage, you noticed that there's a change. Because the focus in this prayer moves to us. From here on in, we're praying for the things that we need. (coughs) And as we begin, I want to ask a question. Do you notice Anything surprising about verse 11? Imagine that you are one of Christ's disciples. You're sitting there at his feet and you are listening to this for the very first time. And Jesus, in verse 10, has just said, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven in your mind you have seen heaven you have imagined the angels you have pictured them in the splendor of the courts of heaven obeying god's kingly decree and now verse 11 give us today our daily bread We have suddenly gone from something that is incredibly majestic to something that is extremely mundane. We have gone from the splendor of the courts of heaven to the kitchens or to the cupboards in our kitchens at home. I think that is really encouraging. Because Jesus doesn't limit our prayers to things that are spiritual. Jesus wants us to pray for things that are ordinary. And as we come to pray for these ordinary things. We're to remember the very first line of the prayer. We are talking to our father. And even though he has this huge vast kingdom to look after he cares about something as small as the food that's on our plates so with that in mind we're going to look a bit closer at this line of the prayer we're going to break it down we're going to look at it one word at a time it's the first word give give couple of years ago one of my friends posted a picture on the internet and he had taken it in a shop in scotland he had taken it in the bread section and in this photo there were four or five shelves dedicated to bread there was space for every brand you could possibly imagine the interesting thing this picture was that in spite of all of that space on the shelves there was only one single loaf it had been snowing for over a week the delivery lorries were stranded in their depots and the supply of bread to this shop had been completely cut off They remember, as I looked at this picture, thinking and being reminded, God gives us our bread. God gives it and God can take it away. That's true of bread. But it's also true of other things. It's true of our jobs. It's true of our health. It's true of every single thing that we take for granted. So Jesus in this part of the prayer is saying this. Always remember that you depend on God. Never assume that you can manage by yourself. Don't sit back and relax Just because you have food in your freezer. Or just because you've got a pay rise at work. God gives and God can take away. Jesus is saying here, you need to keep on praying for all those ordinary things in your life. That you take for granted. Those things that are so normal. That you have stopped paying attention. Jesus is saying. If you are healthy. Pray that God will continue to give you health. If you are able to put food on the table. Pray that God will continue to give you that ability. If you are in work. And you are about to do something for the hundredth time. Remember. It is only by God's grace. That you have done it 99 times before. Jesus is saying here. Remember. Everything that you have. Has been given to you by God. This word give. It's very difficult for us to grasp in Northern Ireland. Most of us have at least some money in our bank accounts. We have gadgets that make life so much easier. We have shops that are just down the road. And sometimes what it takes is a week of snow. Or some bad news from the boss. Or some bad news from the hospital. It takes that sometimes to make us remember just how much we rely on God. Jesus is saying here, don't forget. Pray that God will give you the things that you need. practical suggestion. Why not take some time when you have a moment and either note down or make a note in your head of the different ways that you need God during an average day. Make an effort to think about the ways that God blesses you that you barely even notice. And then pray that God will continue to give you those things. I think if we were to do that, we would appreciate so much more the things that God gives us. So we're praying that God will give And as we do that, of course, we're remembering the start of the prayer. We remember that we are talking to our Father. And so, as we pray that he will give us these things, we do it with hope. We do it knowing that if there is something that we truly need, something that we cannot possibly do without, God will not allow his children to go without. We pray that God will give. In the second word, give us. Give us. Again, we look at the first line of the prayer. We see we are praying to our father. Father not just individuals who pray this it's it's groups of god's people and jesus reminds us here that we don't simply pray for ourselves we also pray for others we pray for our family for our friends especially we pray for the church he's telling us here our hearts are to be so bound together with our brothers and sisters in Christ that when we pray, it's natural that their needs are at the forefront of our minds. I've got some advice about this and in God's providence, Harry has already spoken about this this morning. It's very, very difficult to pray like this if we don't know what our brothers and sisters actually need. If you are serious about praying like Jesus, then you simply must get to know your fellow believers. I'm not suggesting that we need to interrogate each other. But to be like Jesus, we need to take an interest. We need to find out what is going on in each other's lives. And more difficult than that, we need to be honest when we speak with one another. Again, I'm not saying that we have to reveal every private detail. But if we are people who constantly wear masks, who say that we're fine even whenever we're not fine, who act as if we have no problems, then we are not helping our brothers and sisters to pray like Jesus. So we pray for others. And as I think of this word us, I'm especially challenged as I think of Christians who live in other countries. I am very, very bad at this. I wonder how many of us are faithful at praying for brothers in Africa who are scrambling for food. How many of us are faithful at praying for brothers in the Middle East. Who could be murdered at any moment. If we follow Christ's example. Then we will pray for others. Here is a challenging thought. Most of us or all of us in this room, are very, very wealthy. We may not seem wealthy compared to other people in Northern Ireland. But when you think about it, most people in the world have less stuff than we take with us when we go on holiday. And if we pray... That God will give others their daily bread. If we pray that and we are not prepared to share what God has blessed us with. Then we are not being sincere whenever we pray. If we are going to pray this honestly. Then we need to be willing to give up some of those things that God has blessed us with. So when we pray like Jesus, we pray, firstly, that God will give. We pray that he will give not only to us, but to others as well. Then our third word in this petition, give us today. Give us today. Why is it? That Jesus teaches us to pray for bread one day at a time. Why doesn't Jesus teach us to pray a week or a month in advance? Why do we have this word today? Well, as I read this, I'm reminded, and I'm sure many of you are reminded, of Israel wondering in the desert they have completely run out of food there is a very real danger that they are going to starve to death and do you remember what happens god sends bread from heaven but do you remember how the manna that god sent only lasted for a day at a time The people they had to go out and they had to gather this manna every single morning except of course for the sabbath surely if god wanted to he could have sent bread once a week surely if he wanted to he could have designed manna so that it would stay fresh for a whole month but he didn't he sent it once each day surely god did this to teach his people a lesson every night when they finished the last of their bread they would have known that they were completely dependent on God for everything that they were going to eat in the coming day. Every morning when they opened up their tents and they looked on the ground, they were reminded that God provides for their needs. God was teaching them a lesson and This surely is the reason why Jesus uses this word today. He's telling us we are to pray for God's provision every single day. Every day. And just as with Israel, as we see our prayers being answered each day, we are reminded That we have a father who provides. Do you see how helpful this advice from Jesus is? You think about it. If we see this prayer being answered every day. Well isn't it so much easier to trust? Don't we become much less vulnerable To being anxious. Because we're reminded. God gives us the things that we need. That means. Practically speaking. It's good to pray. First thing in the morning. It's good to pray. Right before going to bed. It's good to look ahead to the coming day. And it's good to ask for God's grace in all of the things that we face jesus teaches us to pray every day i think there's another lesson in this word jesus is warning us here that we are not to get ahead of ourselves jesus isn't teaching that it's wrong plan ahead he isn't saying to us look don't pray about something if it's still a week away what jesus is saying is this don't torment yourself with worries about something that is still far off he's saying here take things a day at a time trust that your father in heaven will give you everything that you need to get through this current day do you see how helpful that is for us sometimes can't we get so worked up about things that are still in the future What am I going to say in that job interview? How will I cope whenever the kids leave home? How am I ever going to manage in that exam? And the difficulties they can mount up, they can build up in our minds, and we can feel helpless. Jesus is saying here, your father gives you what you need for today. You don't need courage today for that hospital appointment that you have next week. But next week, God will give you the courage that you need. You don't need the grace now to be a parent. But when you do have children... Ask him and God will provide. There is a place for praying into the future. Jesus does this himself in the Gospels, but I think he's clearly teaching us here in verse 11, when we pray, our focus is to be on the coming day. So we pray for today so there's our first three words of this request give us today then our final word or really three words give us today our daily bread give us today our daily bread stating the obvious here jesus Doesn't teach us. To pray for meat. Or for dessert. Jesus teaches us. To pray for bread. Let's be honest here. Bread. Isn't really all that exciting. You simply. Don't get excited. About dinner. If it's going to be toast. And yet. Bread is what Jesus tells us that we are to pray for. And Jesus here, he's not saying only pray for bread and for nothing else. We don't have to take that completely, literally, completely at face value. Jesus is saying here, you are to pray for those things that are basic and normal. You are to pray for your needs rather than your greeds. We pray for bread. And hopefully tonight you will find this to be very encouraging because it shows us that God cares about the mundane Every day bog standard parts of life. God wants us to ask for food on our plates. He wants us to ask for strength to do the housework. He wants you to ask for patience so that you don't lose the rag with your children. He wants us to ask for safety when we get into our cars. We shouldn't think that God is only interested in the big and the spectacular. God cares deeply about the tiny things that make us worry. wonder... Have you ever been worried about something and it seemed so small and so stupid that you haven't told anyone about it? Have you ever worried about something that seems so small that you thought to yourself, I'm not sure if I can even bother god with praying about this we never have to feel like that because jesus shows us here god wants us to pray about bread we are coming to a father someone who genuinely cares about the small worries that we have to face So as we see this word bread in this prayer, we should be encouraged. Think as well as that. For some of us, this word bread should change the way that we think about prayer. Is it possible that some of us have been praying for dessert when we should have been praying for bread? Have we been praying for things that we want rather than things that we need have we been getting frustrated because we pray and god keeps on saying no those of you who are parents suppose one of your children was to ask you just before bedtime for a bowl of ice cream I'm guessing here that you might just say no and in spite of what your child might think it's not the case that you don't love him in fact it's because you do love him that you're going to say no Because you are older and you are wiser than your children. And you know that ice cream isn't always in their best interests. Could it not be that God the Father, who is infinitely wiser than any of us, sometimes says no. Simply because he loves us. Because we are praying for things. That actually we don't need. Could it be. That God knows. That if he was to give us the things that we ask for. And. The things we ask for may be incredibly important and it may be extremely painful not to get them it may be something like our health it may be a job it may be for some christians literal physical bread could it not be that god knows That to give us those things wouldn't be what's best for us? Could it be that sometimes when God says no to our prayers and it seems to us like He's turning His back, could it not be that in ways that we can't even begin to understand? God is giving us exactly the things that we need. We read from verse 11 of chapter 7. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him when we pray this prayer we trust in spite of how painful it may be that our father in heaven truly knows what is best for us so in summary this line of the lord's prayer teaches us four things teaches us that we rely completely on god it teaches us that we are to pray not just for me but for others it reminds us that we should be praying to god every single day and it shows us that our focus on prayer is to be on the things that we need. But as we close. I want us to remember. That this prayer. Is for Christians. It's for people. Who can genuinely. Call God. Their father. It may be. That some of you here. Are not believers. It may be that. You simply have no right. To pray this prayer. And yet, the fact that you are here this evening, the fact that you are still alive, means that even though you have no right to it, God has been giving you daily bread. If you're not a believer, you have a choice to make. You have to decide how you are going to respond. Will you turn your back on the one who has been giving you this great gift? Or will you put your trust in Jesus and ask to be a part of this family? Let me urge you, if you're not a believer, you need to come to Christ. Christ. You need to receive your daily bread from the Heavenly Father. And more than that, you need to receive the bread of life, Jesus Christ himself. Let me ask, will you turn your back on the one who gives you your daily bread? Or will you receive Jesus, the bread of life? Will you content yourself with the blessings that you enjoy now on earth? Or will you ask for far greater spiritual blessings? Those of us who have believed, we pray this line not like beggars with a tin can rattling it hoping for some scraps from god we pray this line as children asking our father for the things that we need let us pray like jesus let us ask god each day for our daily bread And let's be encouraged as we pray, knowing that the one we pray to is our loving Father in heaven. Amen. As we stand, let us come before God in prayer. Our Father, we thank you for your wonderful provision in each of our lives we thank you for how you sustain us day by day we thank you for how in your wise fatherly care you give us exactly the things that are best for us and which contribute most to your glory father we pray like jesus that you would give us our daily bread we look towards tomorrow and we pray that you will supply us with the grace that we need to live for you in the responsibilities that you have given to us we pray that you will provide us with strength to go about our activities we pray that you will provide us with the food that we need for our bodies we pray that you will provide us with the spiritual nourishment that we need to resist temptation and to live for you father we pray this evening not simply for ourselves here but for our brothers and sisters in christ all across the world and so we pray in particular For those who have serious struggles. We pray for our fellow believers. Who do not have enough to eat. We pray father that. You would provide them. With what is best. Out of your grace. We pray that if what is best is physical food. That you would give that to them. We pray if. What is in their best interests is to have that food withheld. We pray that in your loving kindness you would do that as well. And we pray, Father, that you will make us more like Jesus. Not just in how we pray, but in how we view our own possessions. We pray that you will make us willing to share from our abundance. In order that others may have their daily bread. Father, we pray now that you will help us as we turn once again to sing from your word. We pray that you will make us thankful in our hearts. We pray that you will make our worship pleasing and acceptable to you. We ask it in Christ's name. Amen.